Hearts running through heaven's halls. I breathe the forms of light and silence. Stole the course of cosmic riots. I am the glory of the giants Manaslu, Sagamatha, watchmen of the ages. They yield my name. Made famous through the cries of albatross flocks, inflamed in Pacific fires. I am dressed in the spray of Nevada dunes, clothed in the shadows of Sahara caves. I am the light of lunar flames, fleshing the rains of Amazonia. I paint the trains of Antarctic quests, release dominion to desert Panthera. I authorize the remains of Aztec and Inca that bloom through the visions of mountain tribes. I ride the skylines, breathe the signs, ignite the paths of astronomy's eyes. I am the unheard, heard in the storms that burn on my words. I am the yearned for, I am the word. I am the truth they call release. When the darkness flares and starts to speak, I sculpt the shades of daybreak. It is me you seek. How y'all doing in IC12? Yes. Who's ready to get absolutely annihilated in dodgeball? Good. That means, does that mean that you suck at dodgeball? Like, you just cheered about, okay, it's cool. It's totally fine. Uh, now, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed worship so far tonight. You are excited about what we got afterwards. We got some hot dog food truck. We got some King of Pops. We got some dodgeball, some fun. But if you listen to Josiah's prayer, you will notice that I am not Christine. But tonight we have Christine K coming to bring the word. Come on. Come on. So I'm going to intro Christine a little bit. Uh, here at C12, we have a resident. Her name is Christine. So Christine is on our staff. She gets to, Yeah. She's Hi. being awkward, and it's awesome. Uh, Christine pours into our leadership. Uh, she helps with all the small groups. Really, she makes this whole thing run. Uh, she's basically my boss. So, um, But she's going to speak to us tonight. So what I want you all to do, like any time we have a guest come and speak, and she's not even a guest, she's family. Y'all should embarrass her with how loud you can be, how excited we are. Thanks, Matt. Wow. Well, as Matt said, hi, everybody. My name's Christine Kay. <laughs> Hi, guys. And just to share a little bit about myself, I grew up here, went to school in, at Indiana Wesleyan University, graduated last June. Woot woot. Yeah, thanks. And just to tell you a little bit more about myself, I am a huge, 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 huge Disney and Harry Potter fan. <laughs> Yeah, my people. Awesome. My second language, I would consider to be movie quotes. Talk movies to me all the time. I love it. And lastly, I would tell you that Kristen Wiig from Saturday Night Live is my spirit animal. Thank you. Yeah, so just share a little bit more about that. You know, I find myself in daily life, you know, just regular, normal situations like birthdays, for example. People are so normal. They're like, oh, hey, happy birthday. So excited for you. Or happy day of birth. Glad you were born. I'm over here going, surprise. Happy birthday. <laughs> Channeling my inner surprise to have any of you seen that SNL skit. Yes. Thank you. So for those of you who don't know, completely embarrassed myself. But that's okay. You're seeing me in my raw form. So I'll tell you more, I, like I said, I grew up here, uh, 
12 stoner baby, been coming with my family since I was two, and I have a, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> I have a call to be a pastor on my life, and pursuing that call has led me here, back home, uh, specifically the 12 stone residency, and I just got to tell you, I've loved being a resident. They have been high points, low points, some really amazing fun times, and definitely some kick it into gear times. Uh, but one of the things I love most about the residency are the opportunities that are presented to us. I get the honor and privilege of rubbing elbows with high, powerful leaders, just getting stuff done. And I get to ask them questions, pick their minds, uh, but also the opportunities presented, like going to conferences and being a part of those and getting invested in. And one of the most powerful lessons I've learned throughout my journey back here is at one of those conferences I went to in the fall, and I would love to share that with you. So if you will, grab your Bibles and turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. If, do, if you don't have a Bible, don't panic. There's one under your chair. And you can turn to page 146. And they'll also throw the scripture up on the screen soon. But to give you a little context while you're turning there, where we're picking up in numbers is Israelites, also known as God's chosen people, uh, were enslaved in Egypt for hundreds upon hundreds of years. Hashtag bad days. <laughs> and so they've been enslaved God sends Moses, and through Moses, Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt. They're free, and then they're now wandering in the desert. And it's in the desert God establishes them as a nation, gives them laws, rules to live by, and every nation needs a place to call home sweet home. So through Moses, again, God imparts wisdom to him on where he wants the nation of Israel to plant its roots. So Moses rallies 12 men together. He goes, all right, men, go into this land. God has given us land. So he sent them out, the 12 spies, as we'll call them, went into the land, explored it, and their mission was to bring back evidence and report. So where we pick up in Numbers chapter 13 is verse 25, and this is when they have returned. Okay, here we go. All right, they presented themselves before Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation of people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told the story of their trip. So we went into the land to which you sent us, and oh, Moses, does it flow with milk and honey? Just look at this fruit. The only thing is, you know, hate to tell you, people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well-fortified. Worse yet, we saw the descendants of the giant Anak. Amalekites are spread out through the Negev. Hittites, Jebusites, and the Amorites hold the hill country. And the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. Pause here. A lot of names were just thrown out. That pretty much just means there were a lot of groups of people and a lot of individuals with a lot of weapons. Back to the story. <laughs> Caleb interrupted, called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land. Now we can for sure do it. But the other said, we can't attack those people. Are you crazy? They're way stronger than we are. And they spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. They said, 
We scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people up whole. Everyone we saw was huge. Why, we even saw the Nephilim giants. Among them, we felt like grasshoppers, and they looked down at us as if we were. You know, I could just imagine, you know, when Moses originally, at the very beginning, Moses called the 12 up. He's like, all right, men, it's time. We finally get a place to call home. I can just imagine the 12 being so excited. They're like, yes, praise the Lord. Finally, I'm sick of the sand and sick of the desert. So Moses divvies up the the assignments. He sends them into the land. And these 12 were the first to experience the promise of God. These 12 were the first to taste, hear, feel, smell, experience the land. Something that they've been waiting for for years. And, you know, they finally get there, see all the giants, and they are completely paralyzed by fear. I mean, they start freaking out because they see the obstacles that they would have to face. And they let their fear take over and their faith shrink back. I mean, let's be honest. How many of us is that? (laughs) You come across this amazing opportunity, something you've been wanting for so long, and it finally comes into your life. You finally get there, and you just completely get paralyzed by fear. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, great. I'm not alone. (laughs) So, yes, it was awful. Fear holds us back from seeking God. And now I'm not just talking about like Ron Weasley's fear of giant spiders. Though let's be for real, giant spiders are a very scary thing. Now the fears I'm talking about are fears like insecurities, fears like shame, anxiety about reputation. I mean, you know, you fill in the blank, whatever fear is yours. And I mean, for mine, my fear last summer while in the residency was, took on the form of insecurities and what others thought of me. And I had to work through that in God's kindness. By a quick show of hands, how many of you have ever heard of Christine Kane? Awesome. I like to do a little bit of Christine Kane impersonation every now and again. <laughs> For those of you who don't know of Christine Kane, she uh, is originally from Australia, hence the accent. She was a pastor for Hillsong, which is just a huge megachurch that has a plant all over the world. Uh, but she's an author, itinerant speaker, founder of a couple of uh, organizations, A21, Propel, all that good stuff. Well, being, you know, like twinning names, pretty much, and she's doing a lot of what I want to do in ministry, I heard that she was coming into town, and I prayed this really, really big and bold prayer. You know those prayers that sound a little ridiculous as soon as you start praying it, and you're like, this is crazy, (laughs) but you do it anyway? Yeah, it was one of those moments for me. So I'm in my room. I'm just like, dear God. So I don't know if you know this, but Christine Kane is coming into town, and you just know I absolutely love her. She's doing what I want to do. And she happens to be going to this conference that I'm going to. Somehow, some way, God, I don't know how, but will you please, please, please let me meet her. Like, shake her hand, make a connection. Can I meet her? Okay, thank you. Amen. And, like, 
any good prayer, completely forgot I prayed that prayer and went on my merry life. Fast forward a little bit, a couple of weeks, and I'm at the conference. I'm there hanging out with some friends from school, and one of them comes up and goes, hey, so there are two spots left for a Q&A lunch session with Christine K. Kane. <laughs> I look at him and I go, wait, are you serious? He goes, yeah, no, seriously, there's two spots left. I'd like to say I was fully dignified in that moment, but absolutely not. I shoved people out of my way. I was like, me, that spot's mine. <laughs> Claimed it. Friend snagged the second spot, and we were on our way to the room, the special Q&A lunchroom. So we get in there. Christine's along the wall doing something on her phone. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, do I talk to her now? No, no, give her her space. You know, she's been talking with people all day. So I'm in the buffet line, kind of like close to my plate. My hands are paralyzed, <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> trying to figure out if I should go talk to her now. No, just play, it, just play it safe, stay in the line. You'll meet up with her afterwards. So they call the lunch session in order. And I sit down, eat my lunch. She's talking. It's amazing, of course. And then she calls for the end of the session. She goes, or I know more, one more question. And I was like, yeah, me, please, please, please. She comes up, oh, yes, of course. And at this moment, I'm like, hi, I'm a big fan, really big fan. And pull it together, and I'm like, ask my question. She answers, and then out the room toward her flight. I kind of look after the door. I was like, oh, wait, I wanted to meet you. Can I at least have a picture? Wait, ah, oh, no. And then so I was just there, sitting in my seat. And I had a decision to make. All right, pause. <laughs> I'm going to get a little bit more serious. You ready for this? You with me? This is interaction. You can yell back. Great, thanks. So as I look back on this situation, I've come to realize that God is so intentional. Seriously, not only did he answer a prayer that I completely forgot I prayed for, how kind of him to do that, right? But he also designed a situation, a scenario, an opportunity for me to rise up in. Now, something else I would like you all to know, during that time in the residency, I was not doing so well. I had a lot of fears and insecurities that I was dealing with. And just time and time again, I just kept letting fear get in the way of opportunities of how God wanted to use me. And finally, I just got to a point where I was like, God, please, I need a breakthrough. I don't know how to get that myself. Could you please come through to me? And he did, through a fun little scenario. Unpause. So I'm sitting there at this lunch table trying to figure out if I should get up and run after her. Oh, this is real. Get up and run after her or stay seated in my chair and play it safe. You know, like, you know the angel duality thing? Okay. Yeah, one was going, no, Christine, just play it safe. Stay in your chair. You know, technically, God did answer your prayer. The other one was going, no, I'm so close. She's literally outside the hall. And at that, hopped out of my seat, and I definitely ran after her. <laughs> So there I was in the hall. There's an official 
person there. Christine's taking photos with other people. I run up to the lady. I'm like, please, please. She's right there. Can I get a photo? And she's like, no, I'm so sorry. She's got to go for her flight. I was like, please. And at that point, I was like, I don't know what to do. Out of the corner of my eye, Christine Kane's husband, Nick, comes around and kind of just does this number. Motions for me to follow him. And so I'm like, all right. So... <laughs> So I'm walking down the hall with Nick, Christine Kane, her COO of Propel, and a whole bunch of other people I have no idea. And I'm looking around I'm like, how did I just get here? <laughs> so I'm going. And then he calls for his wife. She turns around and he's like, she wants a picture with you. And she goes, oh, yes, of course. She comes up and I get my picture. They'll throw that up on the screen. And then I stick out my hand and I go, hi, thanks for answering my question. And by the way, my name's Christine Kay. And she goes, oh, that's scary. <laughs> and then <laughs> we both laugh about it, and then we talk ministry, and then she really takes off for her flight. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> thanks. And I go back to my room on cloud nine. <laughs> now, I realize in a talk about fear, I would say a really lighthearted story. And it's not super significant or super important in the grand scheme of talking about fear. I mean, it was important to me because of like how God used it, but I wanted to just acknowledge that there are a few of you here that have very real fears, deep-seated, seated, genuine fears. But this story, I want to use it for one specific moment to hone in on. And that is the moment of the chair, where I was in the room, and I was sitting in my chair, and I was at a fork in a road, and I had a decision to make. Some of you are sitting in your chair. Some of you are facing decisions, major important decisions in your life, in your spiritual journey, about whether you should play it safe and stay or if you should risk and run after the more God has for you. Some of you are sitting in your seat, and some of you are just like, I don't even know if it's worth going up and facing my fear, if it's go worth going up and facing my giants, if it's worth even pursuing God. Is that even worth it? just want to let you know from personal experience that it is very worth it, that it is very worth getting up out of the seat and risking and running towards him. The Israelites did eventually get into the promised land. It took the next generation and 40 years later, sad, but they got it. So in case you didn't know, we are in a series about seeking God. And in week one, we talked about how God pursues us. While that is absolutely true, and that is so much the heart of our Father, the heart of our God, that he would meet us where we are at. Sorry, I just lost my place. <laughs> but while he absolutely pursues us, we also get the opportunity to pursue and go after him. This is seeking God, that in those opportunities he presents to us, we would rise up and meet him halfway. Now, opportunities, they're not just about rising up. Now, opportunities, 
while they are there to rise up, God designs opportunities in a very special and particular way that when you do rise up, God is then freed up to move in us. So when we rise up, we step out of our comfort zones. God is then freed up to move in our whole situation, but also to shift things and to change things within our hearts. And that's where we really get to experience God. We get to experience God and his heart for us. So how many of, how, for how many of us, how much does fear keep us in our seats? What opportunities are you missing out on because you're letting fear get in the way, because you're playing it safe? For how many of us is fear holding us back from pursuing God, for going the next level in our faith? Don't let fear hold you back. Fear steals so much. Some of you, some of us, are like the other ten spies. Two of them believed that they could go in the, the land. Ten of them, the majority, believed that they couldn't. Some of you are like them. You're letting the fear win. Some of you are thinking, though, Christine, seriously, you don't know the fears I have to go up against. You don't know the giants I have to face on the regular. You don't know the fears that I have to deal with and try to work through all the time. And you're right. I genuinely have no idea. But the heart of God is this. While he absolutely pursues us and meets us where we are at, his heart so much is that we would not stay in our fear. It's not that we would stay in our brokenness. It's to be able to grow and to move on and to thrive. So he creates those moments. He creates those opportunities just like he did for the Israelites, he will create moments and opportunities for you as well to face your giants. So I have no idea what giants you all are facing, what fears are holding you back. But I challenge you all with this. Take God on his offers. When he presents those opportunities to you, and you'll know it's an opportunity when it comes. It'll look like a little bit of a spirit prompting, and it'll look like something taking you out of your comfort zone. Those are fun. But when those opportunities come, take them. You'll never be the same for it. And if you're spiritually unresolved, we're so glad you're here. Keep pressing in, keep pursuing, keep challenging, keep asking those questions, and come back. We love having you here. And for believers and non-believers alike, I challenge you all with this. Truly seek God for who he is. And when you do that, God loves coming through. He loves to reveal his true heart, his love for his people every time. Now, I've not been the same since that October, last fall. I experienced God in a whole new way. And it radically changed the way I perceived him, think of him, and how I interact with him. And because of that, I've grown tremendously. I've gotten a lot more confidence and courage. You know, it says in 1 John chapter 4, 16 through 18, it says, perfect love casts out fear. That's what God does. His love is so perfect 
that when we invite him in, his love eradicates the fear in our lives. And not only that, his love gives us courage and confidence to even face them. So we don't get to do it alone. We have God as a very powerful ally who works ahead of us and with us to conquer those. That's so much his heart, is to help you thrive and to love on you, honestly. So what's holding you back? What's the next opportunity that you need to rise up in? And will you meet him halfway? Let me pray for you all. God, thank you for this ministry and the blessing that it is. Thank you for being so intentional with us. Thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross and rise again so that we can have life and have it to the fullest. I pray over everyone here, God, that you would invite them into opportunities of growth, opportunities to draw closer to you and to face the giants that haunt them. May you give them courage. Would you give them the desire to pursue you? And would they come to know you and your heart for them? All the clear. Thank you, God, for all you do. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Just, you're not holding the mic, but you need to. One of those moments, but Ben would, ben would kick me if I dropped the mic. But y'all give it up one more time for Christine.